Today, I can't remember it though now. Who would have thought Chelsea would have done us a favour? Oh, yeah. We've conquered all of Europe. We're never gonna stop. We've won the Premier League and we love Jürgen Klopp. <laughs> love it. Love it. You can have that. You can I have can that. I can see that getting blasted out of the stands next season. Oh, and a little Jamie Webster or whatever his name is. Singing yeah. a song and singing a song. So, mate, how, um, where were you when we won the league? First of all, we've talked about the derby. It was atrocious. But that Crystal Palace game was on par with the Nottingham Forest game of 1988. Yeah, it was total dominance. Uh, considering we played so poorly in the derby, well, both teams played poorly. <sighs> I'm a bit, a bit sort of... I think we've said Everton did me heading because they played not to win, eh, not to lose, in my eyes. They weren't that adventurous. So, so obviously, it's going to be hard breaking down 11 men. So to get a draw, all right, whatever. But Palace, it was total dominance. They didn't even have a touch in our box, did they, of the entire 90 minutes? First time in Opta recorded history. Not one even... single touch no. in our box. No. Unbelievable. Jackson's friends can't say that, can they? <laughs> oh, R. Kelly. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was oh, It was just an absolutely perfect game of football. And you know me and my magic gut. I actually felt sick before that game because yeah. I thought Crystal Palace, why... They're travelling, they're on a good run. They travel way a good away from home team at the moment, like yeah. uh, this season. And uh, they've got Zaha. And he gets injured during the warm up and comes on and lasts 15 minutes. Yeah. And that's unfortunate. I don't wish injuries on anyone, to be fair. But he was he's their best player, he's their talisman. What are Liverpool fans are saying? They're a bit disappointed that. We didn't win it at City next week. Bollocks. Win it as soon as possible. Get it won because we're in a global pandemic and everyone in Bournemouth is all hugging each other. And obviously everyone went and celebrated outside Anfield last night. Reports of 2,000 people. So these pockets are all over the country. Let's yeah. not just label the football fans in this. This is No, so- let's, not forget, let's not forget the... Uh, the Black Pride things at Manchester Piccadilly where there's 10,000 people. All these things have been bubbling up and down the country for weeks now. So the, the football could get shut down again. It could. Oh, yeah, it could be, on, could be on the news at five o'clock tonight. There's another spike. We're going back into lockdown. Football's finishing. Everything's finishing. Yeah. So, so get it won as soon as. Get it won. Just get it won. Just get over the line. So I comes now. off... I get into a ta- taxi last night, back from Medjill, back to Lime Street, and we're listening to the match, and the taxi driver's like, you know, we should be winning it against City, or we should be winning it at Anfield. And I was like, mate, let's just let's just get this game out of the way. Let's just see what happens. If Chelsea do us a favour, we're champions, mate. Don't, don't. And City just equalised. And then um, Soft Lad hit the post, 
and it was still and in the space of the 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 journey by the end of the journey it was basically the penalty and uh, it it was just a surreal 15 minute taxi ride (laughs) fantastic absolutely fantastic now the best thing about us winning it already before the city game is they're gonna have to give us a guard of honor when we walk on the pitch I think though modern footballers as well, they, they appreciate all that type of stuff. And off the record, like they all were, and they always have been in the old days, Liverpool, Everton players all go drinking with each other and these all have a mutual respect for each other. So what the clubs say, but what the players say will be different. They'll be all like slapping us on the back and everything, won't they? This this city team are absolutely unbelievable what they've achieved in the last three years. But the fall off has been catastrophic, shall we say. And we have had to improve to beat them. Because I think when Klopp took over, we were 10th in the league, something like that. We've never finished lower than 8th in the Premier League history. But we were 10th in the league. He comes in. And we've been to three European finals. We've been to League Cup finals. Yeah, we've we've lost a lot, but we've also started to win now. And we're currently world <laughs> champions. We're currently European champions, and now we're Premier League champions. Well, he came in after um, Rogers got sacked, sacked after the derby, didn't he? Yeah, there's a one-one draw in the derby. Rogers gets sacked to bring Kloppy in, and his record wasn't great for the end of the seat for the rest of the season. He won thirteen. Drew nine and lost eight. But of course, then you're not you're not playing with your players, are you? You know what I mean? He's playing with someone else's team. But I've wrote down here the players he's brought in since his since he came. Go ahead. Uh, his first signing was Marco Grimich. Where's he now? He's on loan somewhere, isn't he? He's still our player. But I think he's on loan somewhere. Never heard of him. <laughs> and then <laughs> maybe I've said his name wrong. Um but all the, the, the players that it is now in the current squad, Mane, Matip, Wijnaldum, Salah, Robertson, Oxlade-Chamberlain, Van Dijk, Keita, Allison, and Minamino. Wow. That's it. They're all his players, you know what I mean? That's that's, wow. the, that's our squad, isn't it? As we say, wow. Take off, obviously, the Henderson who's already, already there in them. Even Lallana. Look at the, ah, the, the stuff Lallana's done. Do you know what I mean? And he was always on his way out. But he's been a pivotal part. He's been a bit part in the last couple of years because of injuries. But when he's had his chance, I mean, it was him who gets equaliser against yep. United. You know what exactly. I mean? And I think he would, to be fair to him, um, I think he would have gone two or three seasons ago. It's only that nobody really came in and, gave, and offered the money that Liverpool wanted for him. Is the reason he stayed. Wonder where he's going to go now. Where does where does Adam Lallana go now? Yeah, uh, so I was reading before um, they're going to release uh, Nathaniel Klein, aren't he? His contract finishes at the end of this month. They're not obviously not renewing it, yeah. so he's away on a free. Are you listening, Everton? <laughs> Your type of player. But he was a brilliant player until he got that injury. And then yeah. Arnold comes into cover and yeah. boom. Yeah. Yeah. So couldn't dislodge him back. I was talking to Klein on the train when he was he was going up to London to get his back work done. He had problems with the back, didn't he? What was he saying? Your back's fucked back me, lad. <laughs> Could you cut me sausages for us, mate? Because every time I cut a sausage, my back hurts. <laughs> yeah, so we're there. reigning Premier League champions. European champions, club world champions, uh, what else? Charity League, um, Super Cup, Charity Shield, and the UEFA Cup. Super Cup as well, yeah. Could beat Chelsea, didn't we? Yeah. We've won them all. Not a bad little haul, that is it? No. Lalana's leaving with a pocket full of medals. I do like, I've been looking at the press conferences coming round for all the games and everybody's congratulating Liverpool. Personally, I've had a Luke Leicester fan. Congratulating me, um, Colin, Chelsea fan. Congratulating others, um, Kieran, Fulham fan. Can you know? Yeah. I strangely haven't had any Everton. 
fans, City <laughs> fans, or United fans. I haven't, I haven't seen or heard of any of them. No. Well, obviously, when I I worked uh, three years in Manchester, so I've made a lot of friends there. And good, good percentage of them have all been in touch with me today. Little comments. You can have it this season. We're having it back next season. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So yeah, for the so, finally done it. Yeah, I want we them behind United now. I want them to push on now and try and get 102 points as the record in top flight football. And that was uh, Juventus about four years ago, maybe five years ago, off the top of my head. I want to. Yeah. I want to try and get some records now to immortalise this team. I mean, look, look what these not just Liverpool players, these are all young lads and yeah. they've had to go and start playing Premier League football again. And again, not just the Liverpool players, but all of them, all the squads. And yes, they're all multi-millionaires, but yes, they're also young lads, right? And they're getting tested twice a week for COVID-19. We're still burying people every day uh, in the country and across the planet. These are having to cope with unnatural things that are horrific we're all going to need fucking counselling from this eventually suicides will be through the fucking roof everything yeah well we spoke in the past past the episodes of um the hillsborough stuff you know the the players what they went through yeah yeah the same yeah you could could tell in their faces they were uh, they were disheveled peter beardsley can't talk about didn't want to play football after no you just can't talk about it you know we um, but that was only Liverpool players and probably the Nottingham Forest team. But um, this is the whole of sport. The whole planet is... Yeah. To, and we've, like, we need you to, to get the football going for the country. And blah, 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 and these are... Having yeah, to, this is after they've said, what are the footballers doing for everybody? Why aren't they putting their hands in the pockets? Yeah. Why should they put their hands in the pockets? Exactly, yeah. What, has Matt Hancock put his hand in his pocket? By the way, you've got a silly name, mate. Hancock. What was your ancestor? A fucking wanker. Thanks. <laughs> you can have that. <laughs> um, so, do you want to wax on lyrical about the greatest team the world has ever seen? Or do you want to join me in the time machine and go back in time? <laughs> oh, oh, we're back in 1996-97 season. You've still got no chest here. You want to see me quabs? I haven't got any. Haven't shaved. My, oh, I, I do you still plucky your ballsack? Yeah. Oh, nice. If ever we room again together, I'll show you. Because once you start, you can't stop. Well, I'm not being funny. There's no one here. We're on Zoom. <laughs> oh, that's nice and smooth. Thanks, mate. <laughs> like an elephant's trunk. <laughs> uh, Baby elephants. Like Steve McMahon's head. Nice and smooth. So, well, then. 96, Beans 97. <clears throat> it, was a, it was a bad time, wasn't it? Uh, Roy Evans, still our manager. Joe Royal was manager. And then... Um, Towards the end of the season, he, he left, didn't he? And Dave Watson took over as caretaker manager. A lot of people think it was because they sold Kanchelskis in that Christmas window. You know oh, what I mean? They don't okay. just bought him. They don't just bought Joe Royal, don't just bought him. Obviously, a player of that calibre, you think, all right, well, we're starting to get, you know, get a decent team here. And then he gets sold. Uh, so do you reckon he sort of asked for some sort of argument with him? Um, the hierarchy, Evan. Fair enough. So, uh, Steve Lodge was the ref. 40,751 turned up at Anfield. Oh, sorry. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. sorry. I'm preoccupied. 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 (laughs) Because I've just gone to pull up all the the stats for the game and I've deleted them all. So I've had to go into (laughs) the deleted folder. So go ahead, Found carry on. Porn pictures. <laughs> With my ball, Jack. 
Uh, so yeah, United won the league. Newcastle second, so the same as well, actually the same top five from last season. Man United, Newcastle, Arsenal, Liverpool, and Villa. So all top five, not necessarily in the same order, but the same top five from last season, the same top five this season. Uh, relegated at the end of this season, you had Sunderland, who'd only just come up as champions from the championship. Middlesbrough went down. Nottingham Forest went down. Uh, so Sunderland, Derby and Leicester promoted. Uh, the transfers this season, Liverpool, they bought John Scales. Oh, no, 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 sorry. He sold John Scales. Ian Rush, Ian Rush went to Leeds on a free. Oh. Uh, what a record they had anyway, by the way. Six hundred and sixty games, three hundred and forty-six goals, a ratio of one point nine one goals per game. European Cup winner, <laughs> Championship winner, legend. I fucking love yeah. him. I love listening to him talking now. It just sounds the same yeah. as what he did in the eighties. Yeah, And I think we could have lost him. We nearly lost him, didn't we? The first season or two, because he couldn't. He was dead quiet when he couldn't take the stick. He was getting in the dressing room. Yeah. I think Alan Hansen and um, Dal Gleeks were ripping him. I see you, Jimmy. Hey, hey, hey. Dal Gleeks just said he was just trying to make him, you know, it was just banter trying to, trying to harden him up. But Rush couldn't take it. He was uh, he was ready to leave, he reckons. Uh, we bought Patrick Berger. Oh, Patty Berger. Jorn Tora Kavama. And promoters from the under-18s was David Thompson and Jamie Carragher. Mm-hmm. Everton, now they had a, they sold loads the Christmas the Christmas window, and this is why we do reckon Joe Royal fucked off. Um, Matt Jackson, Vinny Samways, Anders Limpar, John Ebrill and Kanchelski were all sold in the Christmas window. Wow. In came Gary Speed. Paul Gerrard, Nick Barnby, and Terry Phelan. Yeah. Our first game of the season was against Middlesbrough. Newly, new manager Brian Robson. I'm buying big in the transfer market. And Ravinelli, remember the oh, white feather? Oh, yeah, remember him. That's his first game of the season, didn't he? Against us. Bastard. Three old drawers, I seem to remember. Might be wrong. Uh, yeah, but he got a trick. Uh, and it was the, uh, the the season after the 4-3 Liverpool-Newcastle that happened again. Bang. Who would have thought? Who would have thunked it? Both. Uh, Liverpool were 3-0 up. Newcastle pulled it back to 3 all. And Fowler! 90th minute. 4-3. <laughs> Suck it and see, Kevin. Oh, I love Kevin Keegan. Still see Kevin now and flopped over the, the horns. He was, he was our first superstar, wasn't he? Um, so, yeah, go on then. The game, first derby was the 20th of November. Liverpool won, Everton won. Yeah. Um, and I've watched the, the the footage and obviously they're in the show note, notes now. Um, James, Bjornaby, Wright, Ruddick, Matteo. McAteer, McManaman, Redknapp, Michael Thomas, still at the club. Now, I listened yeah. to him on uh, Five Live last night as I was driving home from work, and um, he still lives in the Northwest. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Still, still lives up here. Um, Have you seen the programme on, I think it's Netflix, 89? No. It's that, it's that season, the Arsenal season of 89, where they beat us last day of the season. I'll have a look at that. Yeah. Good. I forgive him. I forgive him. Just about. Um, John Barnes and Robbie Fowler. Uh, Stan Collymore come on for Steve McManaman in the 17th minute. Um, the Everton team. Southall Barrett. Remember Hale Barrett? Uh, Andy Inscliffe. Unsworth. Watson. Speed. Tony Grant. Kanchelskis, Parkinson, Graeme Stewart, Nick Barnby, 
Ferguson come on for Konchelskis in the 46th minute. Earl Barrett, he was one of, wasn't he an Oldham player or a Wimbledon player? Did he play for both? I'm sure he was definitely a Wimbledon player. Remember that, that Oldham team of the early 90s who were boss? I can't, I can't think he played for there. Not off the top of my head, anyway. Let's have a little quick scan. Dale Barrett. Dale Barrett, English footballer. Where is Dale Barrett now? He's got a hairdressing, and hairdressing saloon because <laughs> you've just asked where it was. Where is he? He's just down that old. He's, uh-huh. in, he's working in the chippy. Um, so before Everton, he was at Villa and Oldham. Oldham, see, I just added in my head. Um, yeah, so you are, a font, you are a font of knowledge. It just comes in sometimes, weird stuff like that. Um, yeah, it was it was a shocking, another shocking game. Um, what's the song? Let's fuck the footy off. What's the song, mate? Come on. Oh, do we really have to say after yeah. our after our japes last the last uh, episode? We're back to Robson and Jerome. So this is the first people to be in the playlist twice. Okay. Isn't well, that amazing? We've only released three songs and all three went to number one. <laughs> and this is a triple A side. What's and it's, that? They're the, the what? Only, they're the only UK artist to have a number one with a triple A side. No surprise, because no one else has done it. <laughs> what the fuck's a triple A side? It's a, fucking, it's a flat record. There's an A side and a B side. Two sides. Like that. It's not Where's a triangle. The C-side go? A triangle of music. Where does the C side go? Oh. Uh, oh. Bournemouth. <laughs> Topical. Um, yeah, so we're only putting one of the songs in because. Okay, so the three, the a, the three sides, the A, B, and C, is What Becomes of the Broken Hearted, Saturday Nights at the Movies, You'll Never Walk Alone. And if you watch the video, it's in the show notes. Yeah. They don't it, actually sing, do they? They don't sing, they're just walking around in cardies. A pointless Like doing catalogue poses. It's like you'll never walk alone unless you're us two. Because <laughs> they're just, oh, let's, let's go down the docks and point at stuff. But a song that's called You'll Never Walk Alone, they're on their own a lot. They're on their own a lot. Yeah. They're just pointing at stuff and on their own in Boss Cardies, 1990s <laughs> Cardies from the sweater shop. Well, it was popular for some reason. It was number one for three weeks. Three weeks. Go figure. Bastards. <sighs> that's the third of their only three songs, so we're never going to see them again. So this is the the playlist is now going to the fucking dogs. <laughs> so let's fast forward to Everton Liverpool, sixteenth of April, nineteen ninety seven. Uh, Steve Lodge, Steve Lodge, both games weird. Uh, Forty thousand one hundred and seventy seven. They don't. I reckon that was a wig. Yeah, Steve Lodge, definitely. He had a funny haircut, didn't he? Yeah, and he you, looked too big for Zed. You could get that and put it on your chest. <laughs> so Dave Watson, as you said, is Everton manager. Roy Evans is still Liverpool manager. Uh, Southall Barrett, Thompson, close Thompson, David Unsworth, Watson, Richard Dunn, Craig Short, he was only a little fella, uh, Gary Speed, he was dead fast, uh, Graeme Stewart, he looked like you. <laughs> Michael <laughs> Branch, he's fucking chatted shit like Nick. And Duncan Ferguson, I'm not saying anything about him because he's dead hard. Um, Michael Ball, the singer, come on for Craig Short. And Nicky Barnby, come on for Klaus Thompson. Uh, there was four yellow cards for Everton. And uh, Unsworth was sent off for fighting with Fowler. And? Oh, and? What? Someone else with a card? Both were a card, did he? Oh, yeah, Fowler, yeah, Fowler, yeah. Oh, he got booked as well, a yellow and a red. Um, so the Liverpool team, David James, made a couple of good saves this game. Bjornaby, Arkness, Jones, Kavame, fucking hell. Mark Wright, he must have been shaking his ginger little head. Uh, McManaman, Redknapp, 
Michael Thomas, right. Johnny Barnes, and Robbie Fowler. So there's only Barnes left at the club now who's a winner. Yeah. Sad, sad times. Johnny was a boss corner taker, wasn't he? He could, was uh, I always remember he always took the corners. He always very rarely uh, misplaced a pass. McAteer come on. Um, on our bench, we had Ruddock, Berger and Collymore. So the bench is almost better than the fucking the first team there. Yeah. Um, That's where we had a bench where you could come in and make a difference. Later on, we had very poor benches, didn't we, later years? Yeah, not a... No, no one could come on. And as you're noticing, people, this is the... This is a run where Liverpool just don't win in the derbies. It's two derbies a season. There's no cup football, you know, against each other. And no. we're not play- we're just not getting the wins all through the 90s. We're finishing above Everton. Everton are nearly getting relegated. But they're beating us or drawing with us. Yeah. Weird. Well, it's, it's weird. Is it where the old saying came in? Like, the derby is Everton's season. They base their whole season on how they, how they perform against Liverpool. <laughs> they can't go for the league. They, they might get a good cup run, but all they're looking forward to is playing the derbies. <laughs> okay, and the song of what was number one while that game was getting played, Mr Lucas? Well, I think this is our first uh, alleged nonce in the playlist. <laughs> <laughs> allegedly. Think, allegedly. I think he's on bail. Um, it's our Kelly from down the road. Ah! She's uh, she's been on the uh, spritzer. Um, uh, no, our Kelly, I believe, I can fly. So yeah. it's a boss song for like us just winning the league. I believe I can fly because Liverpool are flying to the top of the league. We've been top yeah. of the league this season, by the way, from day one, from opening day of the season. Have we? That was week two. Day I might one. Be wrong. We beat. Yeah. yeah. Fucking unbelievable, mate. Um, smashing. Smashing. And you'll never walk alone are the two songs. So. Yeah. We I to... believe I can fly. I remember as soon as Go I saw then. that. Go ahead, what then, came to my memory. We were in, was it Grand Canaria? 97? No. And 95, every fucking... 95. 95. Was it Tenerife then? I think it was Tenerife. I think it might yeah. be Tenerife. It was, uh, and every, every club we went into that yeah. were doing um, doing karaoke, yeah. there was some fucking players up there singing this. Yeah, and the, well, there was one um, which is just coming to me head, and I think it was the bar um, where I sang Angels with, <laughs> with the live band. But I think it was that bar. Did you, did you sing with a live band? I did. I held my own. Um, I ju- I've, I've said too much. And um, <laughs> the dad got up. Yeah, singing to his daughter. And sat and made a stand there. <laughs> I was pointing to her and everything. Yeah. That's the vision I got. Like I said, when I first saw that song, that was the thing that came to my head. And it was him. It was him on the stage singing. And he got his kid up. What was she, about six, seven maybe? Yeah, mortified. Stood there on the stage, and like you say, he was giving it the bifters, and he was pointing at it and everything, winking, fucking all sorts. Divorced dad. <laughs> Divorced dad love. Oh, good times. Good times. Yeah. But definitely the best part of that holiday was you singing Robbie Williams. Thanks, mate. There's a live band on. I'll just tell, they'll just tell the listeners. The live band was on. And uh, Craig gets up, go, oh, I need a piss. Where's the toilets? They're that over there. So he goes off the toilet. And as he goes off, the fella, the, the singer goes, oh, I could do with a little break. Is there any singers in here? Anybody, any professional singers in here? Want to take over a couple of songs? No, you're me right to sing, yeah? Is he, yeah? Is he, yeah, he's just got the toilet. He'll be back in a minute. Oh, sound nice one. I need a bit of a break. So you comes walking back. Oh, there he is here. Come on then, Craig, up you get. What? You get up to sing? Oh, you got up. What do you want to sing? And hold on. Did you have the words for you? Or did you ad lib? Not ad lib, but did you know the words? 
It wasn't karaoke, was it? it? Wasn't karaoke, no. But it might. I can't remember that bit. But I remember it was a proper band. It was proper a fellow with guitar. Yeah, it, it was, was two fellows on guitars and the singer, and you yeah. were up there being with the band. Yeah. What can I say? I nearly oh, got signed I'm up. So I'm so proud. I was, I was. I was filling up. That was the place where we watched the. Uh, it was the Scottish comedian. Billy oh, Connolly. Billy Connolly, the poor fellow who's trying to do the Billy Connolly. And he, was, him. he was literally doing the Billy Connolly video. Yeah. Just word for word. Yeah. He, he dressed up like Billy. It was, all in, it was all in order and everything, wasn't it? Yeah. So but, if you'd seen the video, you knew everything was coming. But I think it was Tenerife 99. If some it was it might have been ninety seven. I can't I can't without Kerry will know. But a couple of years later when we goes to Mallorca maybe or did we do Tenerife twice? He was there again, we seen him again. And we were like, Oh yeah, we seen him. Oh my god, yeah. I was the exact same fella. Yeah, he was doing Chubby Brown this time. Uh, <laughs> no, he wasn't. <laughs> he was doing Lenny Henry. Oh, controversial. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that was quickly moving on. Come on. Uh, right, so, 1997. What was going on in the world in 1997? Brit Awards. Best album of the year went to Manic Street Preachers. Everything must go. Mm. You ever have that? No, I wasn't a big Manic Street no. Preachers fan. I did have the album, but... Because you felt you had to have it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Best exactly. single was Wannabe by the Spice Girls. Yeah. Best female soloist, Gabrielle. Mm. Mm, I like Gabrielle. Dreams. Best male soloist. Go on. George Michael. Uh. Best soundtrack. Pulp. Train Spotting. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say Pulp Fiction. Uh, and the best international group was the Fugees. Best-selling single of 1997 was, won't come as a surprise, Candle in the Wind by Elton John. Mm. 4.77 million sales, obviously spared on by the death of Princess Di. Remember that day? Died in August, August the 30th, yeah. the day before my birthday. I remember I was driving to football Sunday morning and it was all over the news on the radio. You were in your house by now, weren't you? Yeah. Because we bought our house in the January 97. So yeah, but you were living it on your own, weren't you, doing it up? Yeah. Oh, no, it was 96. You bought... 96, you moved, you moved No, you moved into yours in 96, I think. Yeah. We got ours in 97. 23 years old. Yeah, 96 years. Wow. <sighs> um... Katrina and the Waves of oh. Walking in Sunshine fame represented the UK in the Eurovision Song Contest held in Ireland. She sung Love, Shine a Light. Uh, that was on the radio the other won. day. Was it? song that, yeah. Love, Love shine, a light. shine a Light. Yeah, she won. 70 points ahead of second place. Absolutely stormed it. It's like the Liverpool of today. Boom. Uh, movies, UK box office. Uh, number five was Ransom, Mel Gibson. Never seen it. Num number four was a digitally remastered Star Wars. Remember going to see it, yeah. The whole trilogy came out as remastered, didn't it, that year? But this one's yeah. the only one that got in the top five. Uh, Jurassic Park, The Lost World was three. Mm, I think we went to see that, yeah. Men in Black, two. Oh, I love Daffy. No, I love it a lot. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. Number one, the full Monty. Because obviously UK box office. Mm. Yeah, I've seen it once maybe. Sean oh, Bean. Sean Bean getting naked in the pit mines no, and all Sean that. Bean. Oh. Who um, was it then? Oh yeah, yeah. I always get them two mixed up. <clears throat> Remember um, when Sean Bean they played scored the winner against Man United? <laughs> yeah. What was that called? Sean Bean scores a win against Man United and then gets beheaded. Oh, yeah. I love that up. Um, obviously, Titanic re was released 
in November 97. So it didn't have the numbers yet to make it to the top box office. We went to but pictures went with you to, to see win. that. What? We went to pictures with you to see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By ours, we walked there and back. Yeah. Two-mile walk. Three and a half hours more long, isn't it? Yeah. Um, it went on to win... An equal, a record equal in 11 Oscars, and it sits third place in the all-time highest-grossing films of all time, with 2.2 billion views. Mm. Do you want to have a guess at second and first? Uh, Worldwide. Uh, it's that, um, the one where it was 3D. <sighs> That's in Disney. Can't remember what it's called. No. Oh. Avatar. Yeah. Yeah. Avatar was two. And number one, Avengers Endgame. Boom. Um, two other two that won 11 Oscars was Ben Hare in 1959 and Lord of the Rings Return of the King in 2003. Classic, mate. Oh, classic. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. Sporting events in 97. Mike Tyson is suspended for boxing for the year and fined $3 million for biting off a chunk of Amanda Holyfield's ear. And aren't they fighting again this year? Yeah. Boom. All is forgiven when there's dollars on the table, isn't there? Uh, here's your bit of ear back. I sat it out, splash me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tiger Woods becomes the first African-American to win the Masters. And his rise to number one is uh, unparalleled. Forty-second week as a professional. Wow. He's only been in pro for forty-two weeks, Boss. and he gets straight to number one. He stays there for years, doesn't he? Yeah. Horse racing the Grand National was cancelled after two oh. coded bomb threats were received. I was working at Sandhills that day. I was the weekend away with Shelley from St. Anne's in Blackpool. <laughs> Squeaky beds. Uh, went in, asking me for money back, and he said, can't do refunds till tomorrow, mate. So we're going home today. What did you need a refund for? Because the fucking Grand National got cancelled by the bet. In oh, the booking office, I mean. Oh, um, <laughs> a little weekend away. The Grand National has been cancelled. I want to go home. <laughs> Hmm? Yeah, they weren't doing refunds till the following day, and we were going home that day. Um, BBC Sports Personality of the Year was the Canadian British tennis player Greg Rudetsky. Oh, yeah. I remember him. He we was all loved that British Canadian was Andy, Andy Murray before Andy Murray was Andy Murray. Yeah. And he was a smiley Tim Henman. Oh, big teeth. Team of the Year award went to the British and Irish Lions. Remember they won the test in uh, South Africa 2-1? No. I'm not a big rugby fan, but I remember that. It was all Gales over the place. Gales game. <laughs> okay. They were the first team. Um, oh, what was it? There's only three of them. There's only three teams who have beaten the South American, South Africans. The Britons have won, the British Lions won it once, and the All Blacks won it once. And this was only the third time it's happened. <laughs> Um, since the Bosman ruling in 1995, more and more of the world's best and exciting footballers have come to the Premier League. The likes of Patrick Vieira, Dennis Bird, Campanelka, Janola, Aspria, Kim Kladsky, uh, Uwe Rosler, Dwight York, Frank LaBeouf. Do you remember Frank LaBeouf? Yeah. Oh, on Premier Manager. Yeah. Can I have your Frank LaBeouf? I always used to sign him. Viali. Zola, Cantona, Paborski, Schmeichel, Solskjaer, Berger and Kanchelskis. Hmm. All major stars in the Premier League. Uh, news of this year, obviously August 31st, Princess Diana's killed in a car crash after a high-speed race with the paparazzi. Um, the first Harry Potter book is published, yeah. Philosopher's Stone. Um, making household names of J.K. Rowland's characters. Tony Blair's New Labour ending 18 years of op opposition to win the general election, the landslide victory, and he stayed PM for 10 years. Um, Camelot introduced the second weekly draw on a Wednesday. Bastards. Still never won the fucker. 
Uh, on the 30th of March 1997, the fifth terrestrial channel, Channel 5, is launched. Remember it well. Remember who the very first faces were on the telly? Spice Girls! Yeah. And he did a little proper, he did a little special song for it, didn't he? They were literally like the Beatles. Because you would have had the Beatles, wouldn't you? It was 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, but the other way around, wasn't it? Yeah. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. And then on the 9th of September this year, the Diana Funerals Live broadcast record record broadcast of 2.5 billion worldwide viewers. 32.1 million in the UK, but that only made it the second most watched broadcast. Any idea what the number one was? To do with football? The European Cup final? Oh, 1966 World Cup. Oh. Um, enough tellies. And in 1997, we got our first look at Harry Hill, Alan Parsage, the Terry Tubbies, and the Dream Team. Do you saw the Dream Team? Oh, just Boss technology as well, because used to have actual football footage and used to yeah. bleach the colours purple. So all the fans would be purple, and yeah. one of the teams would be in playing in purple, and it was, yeah. it was actual real footage. But the storylines were getting stupid at the end, weren't they? Yeah. Didn't the goalie take? Um, didn't goalie take a whole team hostage or something? Somebody got shot from the roof of Wembley. A sniper was on the a roof sniper, of Wembley. sniper, yeah. But it was only Roy the Rovers. Roy the Rovers was like that. Yeah. Um, birthdays. Who was born in 97 from our teams? We've got Joe Gomez um, and Dominic Calvert-Lewin and Richarlison, all born in 97, so they're 23 years old. So that's it. Are we is, Are we going to summon Scylla? Is she going to do a death talk? I don't need summoning and Oh! I've been here all along. I've just been dead quiet. I've been massaging my fronties <laughs> because it's a special day in heaven for the clouds because there's some real dead nice people here. Who's up there, Silla? Well, you've already referenced her several times. Princess Diana is sitting with me, plaiting me hair. If you still still with Dodie? Dodie? No. I don't know where Dodie is. He's with Dodie, I think. Dodie's with Dodie on the other cloud over there. Um, there's a little wrinkly owl woman here as well with a tea towel on her head. Oh. Mother Teresa. These two are having oh, a fight team. over who's the most holy of the two of them. <laughs> After that car crash, I'd say, it was, no, it doesn't matter. No, don't take it that far. No, I won't. Isn't I she a saint now? Haven't you made her a saint? Um, she doesn't play for Southampton. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> um... There's an actor up there as well. From one of my favourite films. Clarence Bodica, the, the baddie from Robocop. Is he up there as well? No, I don't know. I just made it up. I can't remember the I'm name. So... I need to shit. Jimmy Stewart. Oh, Jimmy Stewart, yeah. Yeah, he's bossing. Um, who else is up there? Burgess Meredith. Oh, the, yeah. Little Mick, Mick. from Rocky. Mick from Rocky, yeah. Uh, the, the, that was the most famous role. Do you yeah. know um, this, what his first, well, not his first role, but he's also famous for another character. Mickey Mouse? TV. Uh, Donald Duck. I don't know. Remember he was the Penguin of Batman? Oh, God, yeah. I was dead busy in the 60s, so I didn't really watch Batman. I was too busy. <laughs> Pulling puddings. Who's pudding me a pulling? Everyone's. Oh, I know. It was Paul McCartney, wasn't it? Everyone's. I did all of them. 
Anyway, I've said too much libel stuff now, so we've got to go. Cue the music. Oh, there we go. <laughs> you need a poo. Yeah, it's fucking... <laughs> of April 1990, the last league title win. As a city, Liverpool was a very different place to the one that exists today. Thatcherism and everything else that goes with it. Football was a release and, and that was their re release valve on, on a Saturday afternoon as it was then. It was a wonderful place to be, although there was a lot of problems. When you hit in 1990, you've had the, the real the real grim early 80s, you know, the boys from the black stuff era that the people are familiar with. You get to about 1989, 1990, you, the city starts to become something else. It starts to become built very much for me on, on the rave culture at the time. You look at the success of the early days of Cream and of um, the state and Quadrant Park. <laughs> Liverpool suddenly becomes this destination for clubbing and on the back of that it becomes this destination for students to move in because of the clubbing. I'd been to Liverpool University from 18 so I'd left at 21 and I think I was still living an extended student life which was just going out and Liverpool was a great place to, to live in and go out there. It wasn't as, I suppose it wasn't as glamorous and as, uh, what's the word, developed as it is now. Everything was a bit rawer but I actually in a way liked it more that way. The, the little underground club scene was great, the music scene was great. And I was following Liverpool, length and breadth of the country, winning trophies. We lost in front of the home supporters last year, and what a tremendous boost that is for them. Does that make up for the disappointment of last year? Yes, of course I. A year earlier, Arsenal had wrestled the title from Liverpool's grasp after the club and City were struck by the Hillsborough disaster. To be on the pitch on that day and see it unfold from their vantage point, I, I don't know what that does to them. We can never know what that does to, to the players. It's still there now to a certain extent, so that although there's a certain amount of closure on it, but it was then very much it was in the forefront of, of, of everybody. Tough, yeah, tough mentally. Everybody in Liverpool of my generation knows how easily it could have been us who were directly affected in some way. So it was a time where a lot of people took stock of where they were in their lives. The period immediately after Hillsborough, I think there was a sense that we wanted to win the league, the double, for, for the people that had died, for the city. It felt like a mission. That was a very emotional time in those immediate few months after Hillsborough. I think 1990 felt like a new start of sorts. I think people were ready to, to begin again, to try and get back into football. The 1990 season saw order restored on the pitch. Liverpool were back on top and claimed their 18th league title. They were the big game players in that team that you looked on and you could bank on. It's just too many, isn't it? I mean, Barnes, he was sensational. But Rushies, of course, you hang out on them to score goals for fun. Even when Aldo come in for the short period of time, sensational. Ronnie Whelan was cool as a cucumber. Glenn Hussain had come in. Uh, he was the Swedish captain and, and he, had a, he had a great season. He was one of the great disappointments of my life because that was his only good season. My very first game was the last time Liverpool won the league. Uh, I was eight years old and I remember my dad coming back saying he had two tickets and showing me these tickets which looked like, you know, like Willy Wonka's golden tickets to me, you know, these two tickets for Anfield. We knew that games occasionally were tight and, and tough and tactically we had to be uh, aware and we found a way. 
we, we'd make sure that we manufactured a way, we'd change our game accordingly. I remember QPR scored first and my dad saying not to worry, telling me not to worry, it'd be fine. And then uh, Rushy and John Barnes scored and we won it. And then the, the, the news came through that Liverpool had won the title and they did a parade. And I just remember standing on my chair because obviously I was so short. I was only eight with my scarf singing you never walk alone thinking, Going the match is brilliant, this is great, you know, it's going to be like this forever. But when Kenny Dalgleish left his post midway through the following season, it signalled the end of an era. When Kenny left, it was, it was a new era for, for, for and I don't know, Sui came in. And it was difficult for Graham, and, and by his own admission, he'd have changed. He, he, he wouldn't have done a lot of things he did when he first came into the football club. It takes a long time, I've said it, to build, uh, to, to build an empire. It takes very quickly to knock it down. That empire quote is right. I think things can quickly spiral out of control. I think there then becomes a, a determination, there was with Liverpool, to, to then try and do what you'd done in the past. Mm. Bringing back Roy Evans was a bit of that. I think Soonus as, as tried to correct. He says, I did too much too soon, but in a way, maybe, maybe he didn't do enough. There's a lot of mistakes made by the club in the 90s, and United used the, the 90s as a chance to build as a commercial proposition, as a football proposition, and they take our place in that time. There's been three years sort of in my adult supporting life, if you guess where we have felt close. Oh, one or two was under Hulia and that felt we were really building something and that was a bit of a shame where it went away. Oh, eight, oh, nine under Rafa was a great team, but it did feel like things were starting to un unravel a little bit and you could tell already what was going on with Hicks and Gillette. 13, 14, what an amazing season. So much fun to watch, but it was, it was built on sand in the end, wasn't it? With, with you know, Suarez and Gerard's last swan song and everything kind of going on, but you know, the swashbuckling football team, it was great to watch. This does feel different. I think, look, Liverpool fans were desperate to win the title. You know, it's all we think about, it's all we talk about. If they do it this year, it'll be amazing. It'll be a big party. It'll be bigger than the party in 1990 where I think everyone just went home. Has it become all-consuming, do you feel? Yes. Um, all-consuming to the point that um, our Twitter presence can be a little poisonous at times. Um, there are a lot of people who are overreacting after one loss, overreacting after one draw. I can't enjoy the, the process because I kind of want it to be over and know what happens. You can see the, all the emotions going on and I get it. I, I, I see it and I get the players. Uh, and Jürgen and the supporters, because they wanted so much, so badly, that it's, it's, you can reach out and almost touch it. Now you've won so many things as a player and a manager, I wonder if it still gives you as much satisfaction to win something like this again? Well, the most important thing is the last one, isn't it? And the most recent one. And uh, I think you can tell by the reaction of everybody here that they enjoy winning. is part of the After Dark Podcast Network. Shitty ass! Here, shitty, shitty!